Hey, this is the Gathering Ottawa's Message Podcast. We're in the third week of our Advent series, and this week the topic is joy. Today's message is brought to you by our favorite church planter, The Gathering Zone, Dan Chuck Reed. For information about us, check out thegatheringottawa.com. To get connected, email info at thegatheringottawa.com and just know that at The Gathering, we exist to connect people to the love of Jesus. So let's get right to it. We are in the midst of an Advent series, and this morning I have the uh, opportunity to speak to you about joy, and it is my hope that uh, the word is encouraging to you this morning. And as we start, I want to ask you the question, what is joy? How would you define it? What do you think of when you think of the question? Okay, and then what does joy feel like when you experience it? What does it feel like when you experience things? Think about that. Okay, and what about this? What brings you joy right now? Well, for hopefully some of you, it's joyful to see me this morning. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I've been thinking a lot about how our culture says that this is the best time of the year. And I, the cynic in me believes that this is just something that retailers say so that we spend tons of money. But maybe it is true. Is Christmas the best time of the year? Does it fill you with joy? There are a lot of amazing things about the Christmas season. You know, time with family and friends, an excuse to eat good food, a slower pace at work, though it means a couple of crazy weeks at work before we finally get our Christmas holiday. Um, An opportunity to tell people that you love them uh, and exchange gifts. And especially if gift giving is one of your love languages, I bet it brings you tons of joy. Um, It's also a great excuse to redecorate your house and enjoy beauty. And outdoor rinks provide a space to skate with family and friends. Maybe you'll even get a chance these holidays to light a candle and have a quiet evening of reflection and look out your window and watch the snow gently fall. That being said, I know the holidays are difficult for many of you. There's a lot about the holidays that can accentuate the pain. I know there are some of you who are really struggling with the idea of gathering with people again this Christmas. You're starting to get those invitations to Christmas dinners and you feel this fear and anxiety racing in your mind. Like, is it safe? Would Vera Etches approve of this gathering? Are people vaccinated? What about Omicron? How does that change things? And you live each day fighting social anxiety You're not ready to re-engage as if the world is normal. Vaccine or no vaccines, you're very aware that we're still in the midst of a pandemic. And, you know, for others, the idea of waking up again this Christmas morning and it just being you and your cat in your quiet house is very difficult. No partner, no kids. And then you know that during breakfast, you're going to open up your phone and scroll through Facebook or Instagram and be flooded by pictures of your besties 
sitting around the tree with their their kids or their um, significant others. And you're genuinely happy for them, but it kills you that your life has not ended up the way you hoped. You feel like you're not only waiting in the season of Advent, but all the time. And for whatever reason, year after year, the manger remains empty. And you just wonder, what the heck, Jesus? Where are you? Or, you know, for some of you, I know the holidays are hard because there's going to be that awkward moment on Christmas Day where a family member calls. And because it's Christmas, you go through the motions every year, being kind and suffering through the 10-minute awkward conversation and pretend as if you have a relationship. You know, you may have told this person in the past how painful the relationship is, but you don't feel heard, you don't feel acknowledged, and they think it's fine, but you still are processing the deep pain to this day. So here you go. It's Christmas. You know the phone call will come. And you're just thankful that at least COVID gives you an excuse to not have to see this person in person. <laughs> and some of you are also just navigating those tricky dinners. Every time the family gets together, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, there's that person that breaks out into the hot button issue that just makes everything awkward. Vaccine passports, Donald Trump, climate change, racist comments, you name it. And it feels like every time you leave feeling more riled up and depressed than before you came. You know, maybe this year you'll check people's vaccine passport and ID at the door. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, wait, you're not vaccinated? How, how did I miss that? Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I guess you can't come this year. <laughs> Or maybe the holidays are just hard because you have lost someone you love. A grandmother, a friend, a father, a colleague, an unborn child. Maybe you're grieving a broken marriage or a marriage that feels like it's really hanging on a, sh on a shoestring. And you're aware that however busy you make yourself, how many people get invited, how great the day is, there will be this giant hole around the table and this giant ache within your heart. You're gearing up for the holidays and every year it feels like a day you just want to kind of get through as quickly as possible. You know, maybe if you can channel your inner Gordon Ramsay this year and make some kind of like Michelin star Christmas dinner, you can be busy enough to not feel the pain. In light of all these things, we have to come to terms that joy has to be something of more substance than just a word on the front of a Christmas card or dangling on a Christmas tree. Our culture wants us to believe that we can purchase joy on Christmas morning, but if you look at your current experience and relate to any of the examples above, you know that is not true. Getting together, eating good food, exchanging gifts, making memories and unwrapping a new iPhone, it can all be things that are very good for the soul. But it's, and very important even in terms of our need for connection. However, these things are not going to give us a joy that lasts. A joy that can heal the deep areas of pain, brokenness, and grief in our souls. 
Today, we're going to discuss, obviously, the theme of joy, and more specifically, we're going to look at the story of the person Mary and how she experiences joy through the visit of the from visits joy when with the visit of Gabriel. I cannot talk, friends. Her joy is not found in a fleeting idea, event, or situation, but it's based in a person, Jesus, the Son of God. And moreover, I hope to talk today about how her joy comes through her willingness to serve God, be obedient to him, and to humbly trust him. Kristen's read for us uh, our scripture today, and it's Luke 1, 26 to 38 and 46 to 55. Feel free to open up your Bible and follow along, or feel free to pull up the, um, the YouVersion app and check out the notes for the gathering online. When you hear this text and you look at this text, I want to encourage you to ask yourself, what do you notice about Mary's response to Gabriel? And then if you look at that bottom part, the song, what does her song reveal about Mary's faith? Well, there's three things that I want to highlight today that I think are really important in this text. And the first is that joy comes through faith. When the angel comes and announces that Mary will have a child, she does not understand how this declaration could be true. She's a virgin who's engaged to be married. As she hears the angel talk, she's aware that she will conceive before the marriage actually takes place. And she's perplexed by how this could be, rightly so. And yet commentators suggest that this confusion does not seem to indicate that she's doubting. I like to think about it as her actually trying to figure out the mechanics of everything. Like, how could this be? <laughs> Mary believes even though what God is telling her does not seem to make sense, she still has faith. She has faith even though to her the promise looks impossible. Mary believes even though she's an unlikely recipient of God's favor and blessing. She lives in this small and significant town. There would be no human reason why she's chosen. I want to ask you, what does faith look like for you this Advent? How might God bring you a deeper experience of his joy through you choosing to trust his promises anew? This Advent, let us remember that our joy is found in the baby that was born in the manger and the promised king who will one day come and establish his kingdom and restore all things. May you be reminded this Advent that God has promised us some unbelievable things. God has said that one day he will wipe away every tear from our eyes, from every eye. He'll remove all pain, all grief, all trauma, all suffering. And Jesus will put to death all sadness and restore and renew all the brokenness that we carry. One day he will fully allow us to be reconciled to God. We will experience an overflowing joy as we're fully restored to God and able to relate to him with nothing between us. Friend to friend, child to parent, subject to king. It will be a beautiful day. One day, all of our relationships will be reconciled. One day, Jesus will restore the divisions, the dissent, and the pain, and the hate between all people. Sexism, racism, classism, and slavery will all one day come to an end. And those who were once far off will be brought near, and God's family will finally live as a new humanity, filled and empowered by him.
We see glimpses of this reality already in the church, but man, are there giant cracks. The places where sin is still active, fear divides, and some are elevated while others are repressed. One day, friends, we will fully experience the joy of the Lord as we get to stand with brothers and sisters from around the world and be one people together. Distinct in our languages, genders, cultures, and ethnicities, and yet equal, one family in and through Christ, fully united. What a beautiful day that will be. Friends, one day you will stand before Christ and you will have the opportunity face to face to say to him, thank you. I was far off. I was rebellious. I tried to do things my own way. I was filled with pride and self-reliance. I tried to do things my own way. I tried to establish an identity apart from you. But when I turned to you and said I needed help, when I turned to you and admitted I was powerless, when I turned to you and acknowledged that I had hurt you and the people I loved, you forgave me. You extended mercy. You welcomed me in. You made me clean. And now I am here, a part of your glorious family because of what you have done for me and only because of that. Do you feel faith rising? The real this reality is our hope. These descriptions are only a glimmer of what we wait for this Advent. This hope and faith is where our joy is found. It is not in the newest technology that we could acquire or finally getting to go on vacation again. It's not in finally having all of our kids home around the table for Christmas. You know, it's not bad if these things bring you joy. But as the church, we need to know what sets us apart from the rest of culture. And it's this faith that Christ has come and that he will come again. That is our joy. There's also joy through obedience. Mary responds in this beautiful way where she says, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. Even though Mary does not fully understand how she will get pregnant before she gets married, even though she probably does not understand why God would choose her to give birth to the next king of Israel, she chooses to give God her yes. She is willing to be the vessel used by him. And this Christmas, I want to remind you that it's difficult for us to experience joy outside of giving God our yes. I want to remind you that God has created and structured the world to work in a particular way. God has created us as his humans to live dependently on him and to rely on him, to be our source of strength. And I think it's helpful for us to remember this when we feel overwhelmed. You know, the next time you find yourself saying, I can't do this. Instead of trying to muster up strength and positive energy and trying to hype yourself up, remember, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The reality is that we actually can't get light through life our own. We were never designed or intended to live that way. It simply doesn't work. It leaves us exhausted, tired, fried, unpleasant. Instead, what does it look like for us to live our lives in submission to God and his word? To simply put our faith in action and say that if God has asked us to do something, well, then we will simply do it. What if we actually tried to live within the commands and instructions of scripture and see if it makes a difference? 
You know, I, I know this is a very pastoral thing to say, but trust me, I honestly believe that when we submit ourselves to God's word and try to live it in accordance to how he's instructed us to live, we will find joy. Now, I know there's lots of debates about scripture and what it says, and we can get totally lost in it. But where you can, little by little and with great wisdom and in community, try to actually start taking God for his word. Try to actually follow through on what scripture says. And I'm positive that joy will be found in the words of this ancient book. Thirdly, joy through humility. So joy through faith, joy through obedience, and joy through humility. Mary bursts into our famous song, and we've now called it the Magnificent in verses 40 to 55. And these words were filled with bold faith and gratitude for what God has done for her and what she believes God will do for all people. And she boldly claims that God will scatter the proud, bring down those who are powerful and on thrones. And Mary sees how God is lifting her up, even though she's the lowliest of all people. There's nothing special or extraordinary about her, and yet God sees her. He knows her, and he's chosen her. She's blown away. She sees how God is going to feed the hungry with good things and judge the rich, and he will bring justice to earth. Now, these are really beautiful words. And, you know, all my friends who love social justice are going to love them. However, I want us to, to encourage us to actually stop and reflect on these words today. Joy comes to the lowly. The proud and the rich are scattered. They're judged. I want to ask you, which one are you? Which one best describes our nation, our city, and the people you associate with? You know, in Canada, we historically know the Christmas story. And I believe we've become so comfortable with the child in the manger that in many ways, we've actually forgotten him. And the story has become a bit meaningless. You know, we're among the richest nations in the world and one of the best places to live. Canada's got an amazing vaccination rate and one of the highest in the world. And we have a wealth of natural resources that provide security and strength because other nations genuinely need our treasures. You know, I'm not trying to argue that Canada is the best place in the world and we don't have any issues. But I do think it's safe to say that we are rich and that we are proud. Church, this morning, I want to ask you, who do you look more like, your nation or your savior, wrapped up in rags in the middle of a barn? Does your heart have more in common with your neighbor whose hope is in a strong economy and vaccines? Or is your heart more similar to a girl who has a faith breaking out from within her that maybe nothing is impossible with God? To the humble, to the lowly, to the hungry, to the desperate, joy will come. To the proud, to the rich, to the self-sufficient, well, they'll be scattered. They'll be brought down and they will be left with nothing. If you want to find joy this Christmas, it comes through faith, it comes through obedience, and it comes through the reminder that you need to see yourself as powerless without Christ. You need to remember that you need him. You need to remember that you are lost without him, and you need to remember where your salvation comes from. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Mel's phone started lighting up. 
there is a group of moms of Marcus's little friends who text each other quite often. And this particular day, the occasion for the excitement was an event that we'd all been waiting for. Pfizer's pediatric vaccine had been approved for children five to 11 years old in Canada. You would have thought that everyone had won the lottery, like people were so excited. And within days, all the kids had appointments and the moms exchanged stories and compared notes. Melody heard a kid say last week in the schoolyard that 50% of the school had their first appointment, their first shot in that first week of appointments. And I wouldn't be surprised if it were true. The positivity and hope were infectious and a glimmer of joy had come to our little corner of the world. And yet friends, only a week or two later, fear has filled the schoolyard. Omicron variant is here. We're asking, what does it mean? Will the vaccines work? How does the virus spread? And will the schools remain open in the new year? This Christmas, may you be reminded where your salvation comes from, in whom you have put your trust. He is your source of joy. And of course, we'll all be affected by the circumstances in our world. And it's okay to be excited about a vaccine. And it's understandable to be scared when there are outbreaks. But may our joy not be dependent on these things. Our joy is found in the babe, in the manger and the king who is coming back. Our joy is found in a king who has left his place of privilege and power and died on a tree so that we could be forgiven. Our joy is found in a God that is more powerful than the issues and the problems that overwhelm us and bind us. That is our hope. That is our source of joy. Place your faith in him again this day. And may you join me in waiting this Advent. And I really believe that as we wait upon the Lord, he will renew our strength. He will help us soar like an eagle. He will bring us joy. I want to ask some reflection questions and then I'm going to pray. Friends, the gathering, where are you hoping to experience joy this Christmas? And what does it look like to wait upon Christ to be your source of joy? Or maybe you connect with this question. In which of the three attributes of Mary, faith, obedience, and humility, are you being invited to grow in most this Advent? Listen to Christ speaking to you. What does it look like concretely for you to grow in that way. I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be with the gathering today. And I pray that you would be speaking to each one about where we've put our joy, about what our source of joy is. And Jesus, I pray that you would be our source of joy. God, I pray that we would learn from Mary's example and that you would give us the gift of faith, that you would help us to be obedient to you and the things that you're asking us to do. And I pray that you would um, birth a humility within us where we acknowledge our need for you. 
God, I pray for the gathering. I pray that they would be aware of where each person needs to grow, whether it be faith, whether it be obedience, whether it be humility. God, it, it's, it's weird and hard to pray that you would flatten the proud, but God, we pray that you would. We pray that you would uh, uh, dismiss and get rid of all of the prideful thoughts within our minds and help us to remember our desperation for you. God, we pray for those who are, who are struggling with doubt. God, we pray that you give them a trust in you and an ability to have a faith that you truly are who that you said you were and that you truly will come back and restore this earth and build a kingdom that is everlasting where all things will be made new. God, I pray that you would help us to be obedient to you. I pray, pray if there are places where we feel like you've asked us to do something and we haven't, that we would step out in faith and do it and that you would meet us in that and that you would bring us a joy um, that, that, um, that accompanies us in the midst of suffering. Would you be with us, God? God, we pray for um, our churches and our world and our city. God, we pray that you would continue um, to be with us in the midst of this pandemic. God, um, would you continue to help keep people safe, be with our um, healthcare workers, be with our public health officials. Um, and God, would you continue to help us to love one another, to have open hearts, to hear, to listen. And God, would you be with us in all the places where there's polarization and division and help us to be people of peace. God, I pray for families this Christmas. Would you give us wisdom as we hope to gather? Would you give us safety? Would you be near to us? And God, we do pray for the upcoming Christmas Eve service. And God, we pray that you would bring friends and neighbors um, to hear your word and be with the gathering as they prepare. God, we pray for all of these things. We thank you that you are good. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We're back next week with week four of Advent. We'll be talking about love with Pastor Jeff. Don't forget to check out our website, thegatheringottawa.com, and tune in next week to The Gathering Ottawa's Message Podcast.